I would have my hot sauces in little cups in the front and then people could dip their own chip or spoon into you know each one. And this one day I was talking to this lady about sauces for her husband and like her three or four year old girl was on the side and she said salsa and stuck her finger in one of my hottest sauces and then tried it. And her, she was like screaming and I'm on fire and I'm like, Oh crap. That ended up being a good experience. Welcome to Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers. I'm Spike. And I'm Zach. Today we're talking to Julie Singer of Jules Creations. Hi, Julie. Hello. How are you today? I am doing well. How are you doing? Good. We we don't usually do a morning podcast. This is a morning podcast, so this is kind of fun. Spike's still kind of sleepy. You can hear it in his voice. <laughs> I am still kind of sleepy. Plus, I've had a little uh, a little throat thing. <laughs> all right first of all how'd you get into hot uh like spicy foods well that's kind of funny uh, i grew up in indiana um very very rural area where it's bean potatoes and black pepper is too spicy so i didn't have anything spicy at all growing up uh it wasn't until i went and would visit my sister in la and she would take me to like thai restaurants and mongolian barbecue and other places that i actually got to have enjoy some flavors and it wasn't really until i got to undergrad that i was able to go on my own and i try all different kinds of cuisines so to put it in perspective taco bell was too crazy for my parents like that was like whoa like too spicy and and so but when i got to undergrad i started trying more and more things and i started enjoying things that were a little spicy not you know insane at all but very very tiny amount of spice and i kind of built up my uh tolerance up and up and up um, and I started enjoying hot sauces on some of my foods. And yeah, so that was kind of a later in life approach. But I actually got to the point where, and it's happened a couple of times to me now, I ate something that took it too far and I completely killed my taste buds to the point where I couldn't eat anything with any spice at all. It just was pain in my mouth. Uh, it was I, awful. Like I would order chili from a regular restaurant and it would be too spicy for me. And I'd be like, oh my God, what happened? But it took me about a good eight, nine months to be able to eat anything at all spicy again until I built up my tolerance again. But as a result, there are certain hot things I just don't eat anymore, including my own hot sauces past a certain point. And my husband's in the same boat now. He used to taste test every one of my sauces, but now the super hot, he's like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't eat anything really super spicy unless I'm testing. I eat mostly mild and medium sauces on a regular basis. Uh, I'll eat the spicier stuff just when I'm testing a sauce. That's it. And it'll lay me out. Seems to be a common theme within the hot sauce community. People, you know, come in balls blazing and want the hottest thing in the world. And then as they get older, they're like, eh, I need to tone that down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now, how did you make the jump from eating spicier foods to getting into the hot sauce business? So for years and years, I've had a, a garden in my backyard and primarily used to grow tomatoes and things like that. And one year, I planted some hot pepper plants and suddenly I had pounds of peppers coming in. And I used to do canning at home, canning at home, um, you know, preserves and pickles and stuff like that. And so I was like, okay, I'm look for some canning recipes that use hot peppers. Well, they would use one hot pepper and an entire batch of jam. And I was like, well, that's not going to work. I've got this whole pile here. So I started making hot sauce, changing up a different couple of different recipes. And then I send them out to friends and family for Christmas. And of course you get the whole, oh, you should make this commercially, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But at the time I had a, a, a real job and um, even just dipping my foot into 
the regulations required. I was like, ugh, no thank you. And you know, I'm just make this for friends, whatever. And um, it got to the point where people were enjoying it more and more. And suddenly I didn't have a real job anymore. And I was like, well, maybe I can make the plunge. And my husband was fully supportive of me. You know, okay, here's all the things you need to do. I'm behind you all the way. Go ahead and get all of this stuff done um, to get on the up and up. And so it took me a while, you know, I'm sure you, you guys are well aware of all yes. the crazy things you have to do and get set up and regulations and all that stuff. So I will say a- it seems like North Carolina is a little more stringent than like where Spike and I live uh, as far as what you have to go through. Cause I kind of remember you telling me you have to like boil your bottles. You don't have to boil your bottles. But one thing that I always will struggle with is, once you have your hot sauce, uh, your hot hot sauce has to be above 180 into your bottle. You then are supposed to take the temperature of the hot sauce in the bottle, and it has to be still at least 180. Well, if you start with cold bottles, you know, from the box, it's going to be a lot harder to reach that, right? But oh, if you're, it. but if your empty bottles have already been boiling on their own, and then you add super hot sauce to those boiling hot bottles, then hypothetically, you know, you're going to get back to to that safe zone there. So, so I boil my bottles just so, I mean, so they're, you know, sanitary or whatever, but also to make sure that the internal temperature stays. So I, I have to pick up my boiling hot hot sauce bottles with a barbecue glove <laughs> because otherwise I'd burn my hand off. So, oh my goodness. All right. So I bring the contents of the kettle up to 200 degrees and I bottle, it comes, it hits the bottle at above 190. And then by the mm-hmm. time I put the cap on and whatnot, invert. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're still at safe zone there. Every state is different. I guess in California, you have to have a canning cannery license or something. And yep. uh, like a, so if you're like a co-packing facility, you have to have two licenses. And I can get that. In. One of them is a cannery license, and the other is called. Uh, Tim said it the last we yeah Tim uh, Palman a couple weeks ago. Uh, here we go. It is called a PFR license. I don't know if North Carolina is more strict than other places. I think other places are even more of a stickler, but you know, it is what it is. It's definitely not lenient. <laughs> yeah. California yeah. is definitely probably one of the strictest in the country. You have to get every single batch of sauce released by the state. It's it's like a whole thing. So I noticed that your dogs play a major part of your sauces. Um, first of all, how many dogs do you have? Currently, I have two. Uh, I have two rescue Yorkies. Uh, their names are Princess Leia Organa and uh, Lando Carissian. <laughs> However, their nicknames appear on the hot sauce bottles. I don't know if you guys have dogs, if you like gradually like contort their names into all these other different crazy names. And it, it ends up somewhere that's completely unrelated to their initial name. Yeah. One of Lando's nicknames is Mr. Moo. I don't know how, but it's Mr. Moo. So for him, it's Mr. Moo's awesome sauce. And then Princess Leia, we call her Little Miss because she's very petite and, and tiny. And we're like, oh, Little Miss, what are you doing? And that turns a little mystical, like saying, oh, she's got this fake rap background and she's a little mystical now. Anyway, <laughs> we, um, and so so they so she has her own label. And that's the one that actually won me a SCOVI. I was like very excited. It's my only fruit based hot sauce um and then i have a mustard that i make that is named after my my late dog and his name was joseph blue pulaski and so you know you're my boy blue from old school so that became yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. and then i have a big fat 
fat cat um, frog I got from the local shelter that we named Ron Burgundy. And <laughs> we're always saying, he's so, so fat and corporate, that fat, corporate fat cat. And so that became my label for my jardinera. So that's fantastic. I love it. Without throwing anyone under the bus, what's uh, the worst hot sauce you've ever had? Um, or, or you can throw someone under the bus. Yeah, we're, we're good with that too. Uh, so I guess it wasn't a sauce exactly, um, but ugh, this is a horrible memory. Um, a friend of mine Sorry. really likes to bring the pain like to the extreme. Like when we go eat Szechuan food, he eats the chili peppers that you're not supposed to eat. He's that kind of crazy. So he had bought this super concentrated extract paste oh. in a little Ooh. tiny jar. And he took a toothpick and he just took a toothpick in and let me try it on my tongue. And it was the most absolutely worst decision I've ever made in my life, with the exception maybe of trying Malort, that horrible liquor from um, Chicago. It was it was just straight pain. It, there was no flavor. It was just anger in my mouth. And that was one of the times that I completely killed my, any taste buds I had and I couldn't eat anything spicy for a long time. So I do not recommend ever doing that. Other hot sauces, I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't pick a particular one. But in general, I really don't like hot sauces that are super, super runny and all vinegar. Um, yeah. I, I I just feel like if there's no other flavor, then, you know, eh, like I don't want to just drink vinegar. So Right. Vinegar and salt, maybe a little garlic. Yeah. That's a trend on our show. Yeah. Nobody so likes it. The, the other side of that question, do you have a hot sauce that you don't create that you use on a regular basis? So much um, maligned in the in the world, but whenever I eat Asian food, I put sriracha on it, um, which, you know, blah, 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 kishle, kishle, uh, kishle or whatever. But um, it's really good for adding to pho. So um, so I have that. My other one, which I actually brought up here, which is probably a standard oh, for. Oh, yeah. In every yeah. grocery store ever, the neon green. Um, I call this my gateway drug because back when I didn't eat anything spicy at all, I would put a little tiny bit of this on my plate and then like dip my burrito into it. And it was spicy, but not crazy at all. And so this this was really what got me into, hey, I can actually enjoy a little bit of spice. And then I you know, moved up from there. Um, that sauce so. has influenced me so much. I love yeah. that sauce. And no. you know, do you know the history behind that? Do you, Zach, do you know no. about the, the, the no. no. So they were nailed for having lead in their water uh, a few years ago. And miraculously, uh, a couple days later, they went back to test and there was no lead in the water. So <laughs> I still eat it, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there's lead in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, the the black one. The one that no one likes was my gateway. Really, you uh, like the black one? Uh, back in the day, I did. Uh, I don't know now. Like I haven't had it in seven years. So, oh yeah, probably. I wouldn't not. mind trying it again. I had tried it early on when I was trying a whole lot of sauces to try and figure out what direction I wanted to go in. Um, so, and I just did not like it from the get go. But I mean, I'd probably try it again just to see if I did. Yeah, it was the, the black El Yucato. Oh, I can't even say the name. And yeah. uh, some Marie Sharps. That's that's what got me going. Oh, yeah. Marie Sharps uh, are the only other company that I know of that makes a grapefruit besides us. And they people love their grapefruit. So do you have a culinary background? Because there's a lot of cooking involved in 
like it's not just you making sauces. It seems like there's a, a lot more going on there. So, yes, uh, I mean, not professionally trained or anything, but my husband and I are big foodies. We love to eat. We love to try things. We like to make things from scratch. You really shouldn't make from scratch. We made bacon. We made oh. mozzarella. Um, we made paneer. We've made, he made a very elaborate ramen completely from scratch one time, which was a uh, two-day affair. We made Julia Child's beef bourguignon, which is a two-day affair. Like we like to really, you know, get at the root of recipes and just go crazy. I've made that so, beef bourguignon. It's really good. But uh, next time I'm in North Carolina, I'm coming over. <laughs> There's too many steps, though. It's crazy. Um, yeah, and the first but, time I made it, I oversalted it, and it was just crushing. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, so we've we've been into that kind of stuff like you know trying all these different recipes and then you know when we would travel abroad we would try stuff over in europe and then bring back a couple recipes from that and so you know from a home cook standpoint i guess we're pretty advanced and so and then i started canning um at home um all different kinds of things and so uh i already have that kind of background so as a complete other aside before i got into this business i did applied um criminal justice research and so that is you know, all about um, methodical data collection, um, creating objective coding. And, and anyway, but it's a very like time intensive, like precise kind of thing. And um, so when it came time to do like my record keeping when I make sauces or following certain parameters of everything, like I already had that kind of, uh, oh, you have to record this like this. And, you know, I already had that background. So. That's fantastic. So, so is that do you is that your like your day job or do you no. or do you do the hot sauce all the time? Uh it was my day job. Um ah. and uh basically it's um kind of a typical story of being disillusioned. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I totally get that. World, I guess. Um I I got my PhD and my idea was to go into criminal justice agencies and provide an outside process and uh, outcome evaluation of the way they might be running their programs in order to say, hey, this stuff you're doing is working, this stuff isn't, and maybe you switch this up and try again, you know, only to improve, improve the system because crazy thought you want people to get better and not reoffend. Um, and I stupidly thought um, that they would listen to someone like me uh, with a PhD, and guess what? No. They, you know, state government, there's just a lot of politics. That's a lot about, well, we've already always done it this way. So let's keep doing it this way. And well, prison is a big, big money situation, uh, especially, yeah. you know, not a lot of them are privatized. Like it's, it's just, mm -hmm. money. You know, they don't, they don't want people to get better because if people get better, then uh, they don't have money. But at the same time, the federal government has put down uh, specific guidelines and mandates of how you have to show improvement in this, you have to be providing services for this, and you have to document that. And so the federal government said, hey, you should be doing it this way, but the states are like, eh. And they can actually miss out on federal grants, grant money, if they don't do these things, and yet they're still not doing these things. Anyway, I, I was in several different roles. So I started at the university doing research. And then I was at a private research firm here in Durham. And then I actually went to state government itself. And like, well, if I work in state government, they'll listen to me. Nope. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it, it was this whole big, bitter disillusionment. And I uh, quit my job, basically. For a hot sauce. I love it. 
Yeah. <laughs> All of us. Every single one of us. Yeah. Every. Good. The money's not great, but it's better than the corporate shit show. And yeah. I, I'm so much more satisfied. Yeah. Painting houses for somebody or, you know, doing construction in 118 degree weather. I'm just, nope. Imagine spending, imagine spending 10 years of your life and getting three degrees only to be told by someone who has no idea what evaluation is that what you're doing isn't important. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm done with that. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. It is what it is. You know, so now I like being my own boss. I like being able to set my own schedule. Yeah. You know, I can do events or not do events. Um, yeah. You know, so. So, so um, the uh, hot sauce industry is, I mean, as with many things is kind of a not not just a kind of male dominated industry in general but also a super macho kind of you know um have you run into any issues um yeah i I imagine you have and then also on top of that what do you you know how have you overcome that stuff you know even though the name of the company is jewels Clearly, I'm a girl. Clearly, the logo is girly. The easiest way I can tell people are still biased is if my husband be standing next to me at events. They automatically ask him, oh, what's in this sauce? Well, how did you make this sauce? What's in this? And he'd be like, it's all her. Like, I'm I'm just here to, like, carry stuff. Like, you know, talk to her. And, like, people, like, automatically just, like, zone in on him. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm right here. Um, Doesn't happen if he's not with me at events. uh, But that was what the most clear way i can see that there's still some bias there something that is kind of fun for me that and i I heard this from someone who sells my hot sauces in colorado is people will see my label my cute little logo and be like oh this is gonna be a sweet little sauce it's not gonna have any heat and then they try it and like holy crap you know and so (laughs) that's a little bit of amusement for me too like like no this this it really means business it really is hot so don't be fooled by that and shame on you if you are basically yeah do you find that you have do you get more um women buying from you because of your no we do we actually have more women that buy from us than men no um very i mean primarily like all of my online sales is pretty much all guys buying um in in person events most of the time if women is buy woman's buying a sauce it's for someone in their life that likes spicy and because they're like oh i'm gonna go ahead and buy this one i'm like oh do you want to sample it first and she's like oh god no like i can't he i can't handle this It's for my husband this is for my cousin it's always something like that i will run into a rare woman who can take the heat and she's fine with it and she wants the hottest stuff but it really it's mostly been dudes interesting I have a question. Yeah. What is your most hated question while doing an event? I have a couple myself. Uh, I have I have a couple. One is this hot sauce? That <laughs> says hot sauce. These are hot sauce shaped bottles. What else do you think I'm? Yeah, that's one. Another one. Have you ever heard of that show on YouTube about hot celebrities eating hot sauce? And I'm like, no, I've never heard of that. Wow. Like, why would you ask me that? Of course, I freaking heard of it. Like. Anyway, yeah. that really gets to me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of my hated, most hated questions. And then when someone comes to the booth trying to buy sauce for someone else, they're like, "Well, what do you recommend?" And I'm always like, "I don't know. What do they like?" Well, they they eat Tabasco and they yes. you know a bunch yeah. of Tulula, and I'm like, "There's nothing on this table that would yep. even begin to resemble that." I've had that exact same conversation so yeah. many times. Yeah, because yeah. they'll they'll come up and they're like, "Oh, well, they like spicy," and I'm like, "Okay, well." what's their spice level because yeah. i 
something crazy mild. I can give you something that'll burn their face off. You got to be more specific. And then they'll say, oh, you know, they really love Tabasco. And I'm like, well, uh, I can't really help you. (laughs) (laughs) My my most hated question is, what's the hottest thing you got? If that's all you're concerned with, then just I hate that so much. Yep. I have people who are like, oh, I really want to try your hot sauces. And then they automatically want to sample the hottest one first. And I'm like, are you sure? Because if you taste this, you're not going to be able to taste these other ones back yeah. here. Yeah. And sometimes I can convince them to try something lower and build. Other times not. Sometimes they feel like I'm that they're putting me out if they want to sample like four or five sauces. And I'm like, that's why I'm here. That's why yeah. I can sample bottles. Like, yes, please sample five of them. I don't exactly. Care. Like, just, just walk the entire line. Like, yeah. That's yeah. why I drug all of this stuff out here. Exactly. <laughs> to provide samples for you and everybody else that wants them, you know? Exactly. For our farmer's market, we got the, I don't have them here, but the little square like terminal mm-hmm. and um, our employees, I said, okay, so here's what I would like to do is I'd, I, we don't need this. We can use the little strips for square, um, but there's a, an option for tips on there. And so I'm going to put it on there. And if people tip you, then that's great. But let it, would you be okay if we paid it off first and then everything's yours? And so we did. And they make good, a good fair amount of extra money because we'll sample 10, 12 sauces and people see it as a show and they'll actually tip for the show. Mm. <laughs> so it's like great. And our employees get to make extra money that way. I mean, we've already paid well, but it's really nice to have that extra little amount for them, you know? Yeah, California Hot Sauce Solutions does that when they do an event. I always felt kind of weird, like, asking for more money after they just made a purchase. Well, I don't, I always just say, well, you can get a print, because it is nice that it can, they can get a printout right there. I'm like, you can get a printout uh, if you'd like, um, and there's some other questions. I try not to push that, but people feel grateful for the show. I mean, they've gone through several sauces. It's you know, they, they are really grateful that they've had that time. So they do it. Yeah, um, but you are a showman when it comes to <laughs> you dress up in the red velvet suit with the top hat, you know, and it's like a show when you go to Spike's booth, you know what I mean? I'm I'm not that guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you're still, like, you're, you're still talking about your sauces. You're excited about your sauces and that's a show to them as well. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, don't know. I don't have employees. <laughs> And I, I don't have the tip option in Square. I don't have it checked. So, yeah. But I have had people that would give me a certain amount for a sauce. And I'm like, well, no, no, it, it only costs this. And they're like, no, you really should be charging this. Here, take it. <laughs> they give oh, me that's more nice. Money. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> okay. Like, you really should raise your prices. I, I hear that sometimes. <sighs> Man, that's another thing I battle with too. Like, prices. I'm like, okay. So I, I do a lot of Googling of other sauce companies and seeing where their price points are at. And like, you know, I've come across a company and they have minimal ingredient lists and their products are pretty runny and they want like $15 a bottle. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, I should be charging like 18 because our products aren't runny. And you, you know what I mean? But I, I don't know. I can't do that. I'm not that guy. <laughs> Well, I, I started being that guy when my local source for Dragon's Breath peppers dried up, meaning the guy who was growing them just decided not to grow them the next year, and I needed to find a new source. And uh, my source being a, ended up being a guy down in Florida, so I only buy like two pounds of Dragon's Breath peppers from him at a time. And you're and, like $50 a pound. And, and then I have to pay for the, the shipping and... 
And so it got to the point where it used to be like I was getting, you know, pounds and pounds of these for eight bucks a pound. And suddenly it's, you know, costing me a lot more to get any of them. And so I was like, well, I'm going to have to raise the price of this one. If no one buys it now, then oh, well, you know, I won't sell anymore. So I, I raised the price to 16 bucks and people buy it all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like my number one seller on my hot on my website. People spend the 16 bucks and they'll spend another 10 for shipping. And I get repeat orders. I've had people order six bottles at a time from California. And I'm like, okay, that's crazy, but okay. You know? Yeah, we did so, a, a line of sauces this this last few months uh, where we kind of chefed it up and uh, just really went the extra mile with everything. And for just the labor costs alone, where well, and as you know, I guess you said you don't have employees, but you have your own labor. Um, and that is the biggest cost. Um, mm. And so we took a look at the numbers. And I try not to look at other hot sauce companies as much as I can for, I, I do a little bit, but I try to go mostly by our strict numbers because then it's less biased for me. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, we ended up charging 20 bucks a bottle for these and I didn't think anybody would buy them. Uh, and they're one batch a year and people mm -hmm. have, and, uh, and I'm glad because that means that I can do sauces that where I'm, you know, doing more and feeling more proud about them. What in the hot sauce industry drives me crazy? One, one thing that drives me crazy is, well, there's, there's a couple things. Um, yeah. <laughs> one, one, it's it's where you know you see a label and there's all these warnings all over, like oh my god, the hottest thing you'll ever eat, yeah. the atomic level, and then you try it and it's like jalapenos or something, and you're like, why do you do what? You know. Meanwhile, I named a sauce the Corpse Reviver, and it has a zombie on the label, and people try it and they're like, oh my god, this is so spicy, and I'm like, well, I kind of warned you, <laughs> you know. It's yeah. called the Corpse Reviver. Like I'm not calling it happiness and sunshine. Like something else that kind of bugs me more about consumers i guess is people who will be like well i don't like any sauces with vinegar in them so <laughs> right I, so I really oh. like it when they have acetic acid and i'm like vinegar is one percentage of acetic acid like it's the same thing this has vinegar in it you're just not tasting it and that i don't know i don't know why that bugs me so much but it does something else is people who still think that the ghost pepper is the hottest pepper on the planet and will try to fight me on it and so i actually got two different uh, Scoville scales that show all of the peppers where I can say, no, actually it's down here. <laughs> and these other yeah. ones are up here. And then they're like, oh, like, because it was the hottest pepper, what, 10 years ago, 15, you know? So something else that kind of bugs me about people in general is whenever a, a major, you know, like Burger King or McDonald's will come out with their spicy chicken sandwich and people try it and they're like, well, this isn't spicy. It's like, well, of course it isn't spicy. It's medium spicy for people who don't like spice. Like it's, right. it's you're not going to be a, um, you know, impressed with whatever they're doing at this, yeah. you know, mass level. And of course not. I will tell you, I had, so Wendy's did a ghost pepper chicken sandwich and that had legit a decent amount of heat. Mm. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like I was sweating or anything, but I could definitely feel it. And it was pretty tasty. And I don't really, I don't do fast food. So I, mean, that's, I feel like that's kind of saying a lot, but I agree. You know, uh, the Burger King or chicken fries or whatever. Oh, these aren't spicy. Well, they're coming from Burger King. Like, yeah. What do you expect? They got to be careful for legal reasons. They can't yeah. have things that are too spicy because they get sued left and right. So, yeah. Yeah, some some mom gets her four year old the ghost pepper chicken fry. Like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's a whole thing. That brought back a memory, actually. Uh, before COVID, I would have my hot sauces in little cups in the front, and then people could dip their own chip or spoon into you know each one. 
And this one day I was talking to this lady about sauces for her husband and like her three or four year old girl was on the side and she said salsa and stuck her finger in one of my hottest sauces and then tried it. And her, she was like screaming and on fire and I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> but the wife was actually like, Oh, I'm so sorry. It's my fault. I should have been watching her, but ugh. Oh. <laughs> that, gave me that ended up being a good experience. <laughs> I've had a couple of kids that have wanted to try it and their parents are like, sure. And then I feel awful when their kids crying. Oh, you know, Hey man, I get kids. I don't do a lot of events when I do. I get kids come up like, "Oh, try your hottest thing." I'm like, "You need to go get a parent." Yeah, and uh, pref- preferably your mother because your father is just going to let you do it <laughs> <laughs> to teach you the lesson. <laughs> so bring your mom back, and if uh, your mom says it's okay, then I'll then I'll let you sample it. <laughs> I I had this one kid who was maybe nine who kept coming up on his own saying, "I really want to try your your Reaper sauce," and I'm like. Please go find a parent, come back with them, and then I'll have you try it. And he's like, okay. And then you come back, be alone again, and be like, I really want to try it. And I'm like, no, no, please bring an adult. And so he finally brought, which I guess was his much older brother. Um, and and I asked the older brother, I'm like, okay, is it cool if he tries this? And he's like, yeah, he likes spicy things. And I was like, okay. So I had him try it, and he's like, that's not that hot. <laughs> nice. Sauce, which makes grown men like run into the bathroom to to uh, get water like i was like okay that's <laughs> so i like when those guys that i was talking about the you know what's the hottest thing you got and they're often all macho and i'll mm. fill a chip with a lot of sauce <laughs> and then hand it to them and they like you see their face turn beet red and they are like you know shuffling away real quick <laughs> <laughs> i like it when they get immediate hiccups <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i get that when i eat really hot i get hiccups immediately Oh, speaking of really hot, you should stay away from this year's uh, limited release set, Spike. It's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. I I probably yeah, like you have zero interest in anything that's going to be uh, in these bottles. I think Ghost Pepper is as high as I like to go. Anything above that, it just seems like it's more of a challenge than anything else, and I don't like making my food a challenge. Yeah, I just I like to hurt people for charity, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I understand that. That's there's nothing wrong with that. That's you know, it's just a different thing than what I do. But I understand what it is. It's it's not like oh, you know, you're a bad person for doing that. No, it's no, no, a I different know thing. You know? Well, I know sometimes you you will purchase a set just to help support the cause, but like yeah. you, there's nothing in this box set that you will be able to eat. <laughs> So yeah, see, people sometimes ask me, um, what what's my favorite sauce that I make? And if I haven't made it in a while and I actually don't have any samples, I I say, well, I don't have it here, but my husband really likes this one, and it's one of my habanero level. Um, but really, my favorite sauce that I make is my most mild sauce because I can pour all over everything; and it's not going to yeah. bring me pain. Um, so right, that guy too. Um, so it's a charred poblano sauce. Ooh. Um, so you can see it's brown. Is that so, from the char? Yeah. Nice. I also use dried ancho chilies, which is the dried version of poblano. So that also makes it darker. But it's got a, the smallest amount of heat, some vinegar, and it's I just like dump it on things. And so I, sometimes I feel bad, like, hey, I make all these crazy hot sauces, but my favorite one is this wimp right here. <laughs> but it I'm is the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I make some stupid hot stuff too, but I prefer, you know, we have, uh, we came out with a lemon pepper habanero and I was eating it like crazy. I love it. But genuinely I've been eating, we made a Serrano version 
and I've been eating that on everything. I've just, I've gone through bottle after bottle. My my new thing now, well, not new, but newer thing now, um, especially after all my experiences killing my taste buds is Szechuan food. Because if you get good Szechuan food that has all the Szechuan peppercorns, it's spicy, but then it's numbing. And because yeah. it's numbing, it lets you eat spicier things. And so that's like my new uh, endorphin rush thing now is like, I can still enjoy spicy because my tum- tongue is numb first, but it's I, so good. I personally don't care for Szechuan peppercorns. I'm pretty sure. Like, I made some chili oil with him, and I just, mm-hmm. every time I eat one of those, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I like the flavor. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it the very first, but it grows on you very quickly. And we yeah. eat Szechuan a lot now. But Yeah, I like Szechuan a lot. We've talked about this, Zach, about the using the Szechuan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll still, we'll still use them. I just, I'm not a fan of them. Mm-hmm. We're, Zach and I are talking about doing a $100 hot sauce where the processes and the ingredients, it's not just we're just charging $100, but we want to use processes and ingredients that equate to a, a sauce that's that much. And, well, really, it'll be two sauces. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. So we're talking about making it two. I like the idea of the Szechuan pepper peppercorns i think that's really do you have a favorite pepper i would say the scorpion pepper and all of its variants just because you know there's so many different strains and strains that have been you know so mutated everything but there's just so many and they they're completely wildly different colors completely wildly different flavor profiles it's kind of like that with habanero now too i didn't realize at first how many kinds of kinds of habaneros there were um and they're completely different you know they taste completely different and so to me that makes it really fun like i have five or six scorpion sauces but they're all completely different because it's all different scorpion peppers and so i think that's really cool you know nice we use scorpion a lot Um, and I, I don't want to say I'm a fan of the flavor, but I, I don't hate it. Um, I, I like what it does. I like that latent heat that it has. It comes in at, at the end so hard that I can mm-hmm. use it. But when it comes in at the end like that, you can do more things You because you know the timing of it. And because of that, the flavor's okay. But uh, what it does is what I like about it most. I, I don't know. I find the scorpion bitter. Well, let me, let me back that up i find the maruga Mm. bitter and kind of gross i um i agree but i think that just because something's bitter doesn't mean it can't be used you just have to utilize its bitter elements in a way that it works i agree with you though that um but so i just have to make sure that i'm accommodating for that and making it work for me rather than against me otherwise i i really do like it so what is your approach to labels um actually here one second Come here. <laughs> okay. I gotta get some animal cuteness. Yeah. Um, oh. There's the approach to labels. So Which this one's is this Lando. one? This is Lando. This is Mr. Moo. <laughs> so my approach to labels is um, is that I really don't have an approach. I just kind of... I'll make a sauce and I'll make something up, which is kind of a boring answer, I guess. But my basic approach has been... I have a cute animal. I have silly names for my cute animals. I'll go with that. Or there are certain silly movies that we watch over and over again. And we quote from these silly movies. And so I'll put that as my label. So so my poblano sauce is the Black Lung Pop. It's from Zoolander. He works down yeah. in the, the uh, mines for one day. And he's like, I think I've got the Black Lung Pop. So stuff like that. So again, silly. The oh. only one I'm 
I've been really boring with is my dragon's breath sauce. It's made with dragon's breath pepper. So I'm like, oh, it's my dragon's breath sauce. But usually I try to be more creative. Yeah. I mean, I, we all, you know, if it's sometimes if I can make a pun, then that's fun. You know, but mm-hmm. otherwise, um, sometimes you just have to say what the sauce is. How often do people pick up on the little quotes on your labels or like, oh, I get it. Uh, about a fourth of the time. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah, I old, really old people and really young people, it's always like a whoosh, but certain <laughs> subsets that are like, oh, my God, I get it, you know. Do you, So do you do the art for your labels yourself or do you have somebody else do it? I have for all of my hot sauce labels. My exception, my my approach really since the beginning has maybe kind of a naive approach has been I'm, I don't want people to focus too much on the label. I want them to be able to taste the sauce inside and think the sauce is awesome. And so to me, labels are often like, well, I have to have a label. So, yeah. So, you know, some of mine are, you know, kind of generic. But when I started making my Chicago style jardinera, uh, I knew I wanted that corporate fat cat image, but like an editorial cartoon about corporate fat cats in, you know, uh, in the executive world, except it's an actual cat in like a business suit who's all fat and like corrupt. And I knew I couldn't draw that. And I, there's no way I could find any of that. So I actually... Um, contacted a designer and in England, and he designed my my uh, fa- corporate fat cat for me for that label. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! I I like first of all, I like the colors of your labels because they are different, and I also liked the labels themselves. So that's why I was curious. And I'm a label guy. I like I love labels. So yeah, Spike Spike gets crazy with his labels. Each label has a different artist design it, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally am, you know, obviously into the simplistic, cleaner aspect of the labels, but I really like Spike's labels. Oh, thank you, sir. Mm. I appreciate that. I actually had a store in Florida that um, I send them some of my sauces and they have like a, like five different criteria for whether they're going to carry the sauce. And one was label design and they rejected mine because my labels were too simple. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's a well, weird thing. It's not ass blaster 4,000 and people blowing off a toilet and, you know, gimmicky shit. Yeah, that's stuff. Oh, um, I have a label design for the blown O-ring. Oh, yeah. I Never did anything with it just because it's not really the way I want to go. Yeah, I remember that. Didn't you use uh, one of our... Yeah, people. Yeah, Eric. Eric. Yeah, Eric just did the uh, Queen of Pirates. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So, are you ready for the question? Uh, so I liked the revised version of the question. Oh, the hey. question prior to this. Uh, <laughs> so tell us about especially this is great because you you like to cook. So tell us about what your last meal would be if you could you know if it was your last meal. And what sauce you would put on it? It can't be one of yours, and it can't be one of ours. Oh, um. Let's so see. basically, he's asking your death row meal, your final meal, and uh, what sauce are you using? Let's see. Well, I would say, can it be a multi-course meal so I can <laughs> take more than one thing? <laughs> one uh, sauce, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is going to sound lame, but, you know, for things like like pho and um, even sometimes bunbo whey, I will just add something simple like sriracha. I'm much more into like like chili oils and chili garlic and chili crisp and, and that to really add on. Um, and those so that's count. A, that, that counts? Okay. Yeah. I've been served a supposedly super spicy soup before and 
I'm like, well, can you bring me the soy sauce and the chili oil and like, just like dump it in? <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but probably my perfect last meal would be, I would start with a spicy um, yellow curry, Thai yellow curry, and I would move on to Boonbo Wei. And I would probably end with some Zhongjing chicken with like extra crisp on the side. And you'd put chili oil on it in various places all the way through. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. I, one of my favorite answers so far. Do you have, so we kind of went over this with the, you know, what makes you crazy in the hot sauce industry, but what are your hot sauce? And I, I think we're, talking about sauces what mm -hmm. are your hot sauce hot takes like things that people love that you don't i think a big thing for me is extract sauces too often it's just all about the pain and there's no flavor and i like what's the point at that point you know or yeah. my, my other it. my other pet peeve is when um someone will come out with a sauce and it's pretty expensive and then excuse me and then you read the label and the first ingredient is tomato paste Second ingredient is water. Third ingredient is vinegar. Yeah. Maybe nine down is actually any kind of chilies. Like, and then they're like, oh, this is super hot. Like, well, kind of, but not really. If water is your first, you know, water or tomato paste is your first ingredient. And um, I do sometimes think I might be undervaluing mine because peppers are the biggest component by weight in all of my sauces. And so maybe I should be charging more because that is, you know, above and beyond everything else that's in there. Um, so I don't know. I have a very, like, I... You know, I came into this industry completely ignorant to, you know, good marketing and, and good approaches to how I should be presenting my stuff and just kind of going blind. And so maybe my hot takes are just naive takes. I, I don't know. Well, it sounds good to me. All of yeah, that. I, I get it. I mean, I, I came into this blind too. Like I come from construction industry where I've worked for myself most of my life and that was all word of mouth. So this whole marketing thing is new to me anyway. I, I was a chef and it was not the same world. I've had some very wacky um, requests or whatever for marketing that are pretty unorthodox, but I've always been like, yeah, sure. So I have, I have two the first so first of all i would say my website has shopify and they have some built-in seo which apparently is magic because when people will google custom hot sauce gift box or custom sauce labels or something mine comes up soon you know really early in the search which again i'm a tiny company i don't know how but anyway um so the pirelli tire company was working with an ad group out of california and so the ad group guy contacted me and he's like hey Pirelli Tire wants to put out a special hot sauce gift box with their labeling in relation to their brand new tire they were coming out with that was supposed to be like oh super hot fire tire I, I, I don't know some kind of tire thing and they're like would you like to be the one to like we would use your sauces we would provide you with a label um, artwork and everything and then you would make 200 hot sauce gift boxes um like it would be our label on the front but your stuff on the back like your company name and all your you know all the good stuff and i said sure because i'm dumb and i my company is me and i how can i come up turns out coming up with 200 gift boxes on your own is a huge pain in the ass um but i'm like well this is a really weird marketing approach for me um and it actually worked out because they had their customers reach out and say hey i really like those sauces in that gift box and what you know tell me more about them and so a weird opportunity that came to me uh another one that just came through instagram so you guys have probably been following the league of fire um hot pepper eating contest you know 
yeah. you know, competitions yeah. everywhere. Well, they were saying like, oh, hey, we need a hot sauce uh, maker sponsor for these different competitions. So the idea is the competitors will eat so many rounds of hot peppers and then they have to do a shot of your hot sauce um, and then they continue eating more hot peppers. So it's kind of like a break in between. But the idea is they say, hey, this event is sponsored by such and such company. Here's their sauce. Here's the shot we're going to take of it. And I knew people who are doing the smaller ones like in Baltimore or out in California. And so when I contacted them, they're like, well, we need a sauce for our grand event in Prague. Would you be willing to send your sauce to that? And I'm like, okay. So basically they're like, well, one of the competitors is going to be in New Jersey after the Baltimore event visiting her sister. So you can send your hot sauces there and they can then take them to Prague, <laughs> which is all crazy. And they're like, well, it has to be done like overnight. And so I send them my hottest sauce, which is my dragon's breath, priority express, whatever. And it's on the way there. And then the guy comes back and he's like, oh, I'm so really, really sorry. One of the competitors, it's the Canadian guy who has a record for the most Carolina Reapers eaten and yeah, all that. Yeah. Mike, yeah. Like, oh, we're really sorry. We didn't we didn't realize to tell you he's vegan and your sauce contains honey. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so then I had to overnight my next hottest sauce that was vegan, which is my corpse survivor, to New Jersey, UPS this time. It got there in time. And during their live stream of the event, they had to do a shot of my hot sauce in between um, the rounds. Anyway, very random marketing. I don't know how much that bring me any business but we had our sauces in a uh it was like a horror convention at one point they mm. asked for some sauces and they were doing a hot sauce challenge and they wanted a few of our sauces for that which was kind of cool mm -hmm. i was like all right you know i, I don't care i'll do it <laughs> mm -hmm. it was in texas yeah it's that whole saying yes to everything motto that you have yeah that's it that's it <laughs> i mean you're not missing an opportunity if you're always saying yes well i think i my only time that I would say no is if it's just too expensive for me. So some of these really big expos, I would love to attend, but they're across the country and the booth fee is crazy to me. And so I'm not quite at that level that I can justify that yet. My husband says I should do it anyway, but I'm like, eh, was, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of operating very small, you know, ultra small everything. And I kind of hesitate sometimes to go too big, but conventions are a a big thing yeah should we just celebrated what five years and i'm going to my first expo next march or whatever my first real expo i mean i've been to one but which one are you going to uh fiery foods in albuquerque oh yeah mm. okay awesome yeah that's the thing all of these big ones are really far from north carolina so i'm always like you know is it worth it for my small company to, you know, pay the fee and get all my stuff out there. That so, we're in the same boat in, well, other than uh, Portland, but we're in the same boat in the middle of Idaho. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, how about hot sauce show and tell? So do you have a hot sauce you'd like to, to show us? Um, Actually, the, the one I showed earlier, my my favorite sauce. Uh, I just made some more of this the other day. And uh, my husband made chilaquiles and put this as the base with some salsa. So nice. That's awesome. It sounds like a really good sauce. Was that on your site? I didn't even it, see it. I would have ordered that one. I'll order that one next. That's great. Do you have an everyday sauce that uh, you tr that you eat that's not yours? It's hard because I eat mostly mine too. Uh, anymore, it would it would be like pepper um, chili crisp and you know stuff like that chili crisp. Um, yeah especially their szechuan and mixed in like uh the peppercorns that's kind of my go-to nowadays all right which one you got zach don't hate me <laughs> this is all the way from australia uncle mungo's habanero ketchup oh uh not really a ketchup guy so this should be interesting it smells like ketchup hmm. oh my god look at that it ain't coming out the bottle 
Oh man. <laughs> Tastes like ketchup. <laughs> is it is it hot at all? Uh, it's got a little burn. I mean, it's not like over the top. A lot of ketchups mm. have clove in it. Ours has clove in it. Wow. Australian ingredient lists are weird. Tomato paste, glucose, vinegar, sugar, <laughs> habaneros. Yeah. Just the way their whole nutrition panel is, is just weird. It's different. I won't say weird. It's different. I brought Frog's Point Honey makes a couple of hot sauces. And so I brought their new sweet Vesuvius. I heard good things about that. Yeah. I've been disappointed by people's opinions before. Smells good. Oh, it smells really good. It's a delicious sauce. A little smokiness to it. Fermented Savina habaneros and brine. Apple cider vinegar, honey, roasted garlic, squash, carrots, basil, cumin I'm tasting, black pepper, sage, rosemary, and salt. It's a delicious sauce. Really wow. Good. I'd have to think about what I'd put it. There's my hiccups. I have to think about what I'd put it on. <laughs> I'm always hesitant to use apple cider vinegar because it can impart its own unique flavor maybe too much sometimes, but I guess in some sauces it works better. Yeah, especially so I've noticed too with apple cider vinegar, it depends on the brand because a lot of some brands are like more pungent than others. We do a lot of mixing, a lot of like mostly distilled with some apple cider, you know what I mean? Like a blend because of that fact. That's what I do. Unless it's like our green apple curry, which we went full apple. Have you had that one, Zach? Uh, yes. Yeah, that one's full apple. It's like apple in your face. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got back in my throat. That's going to clear up that throat thing I've had going on. So do you have any questions for us? I guess as as makers, what are the things that bug you about the industry or, or what do you think might change about the industry in the future, like near future? Uh, I mean, how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. So one of my pet peeves is these homemakers that are knowingly illegally bottling sauce and have websites and selling it over state lines and have zero intentions of going through the channels of becoming legal you know what i mean that shit drives me batshit crazy you know we all got to start from somewhere but it's the people that have zero fucking intention of actually making it a legitimate business who sell illegally bottled product to the general public that is probably my number one Sometimes, do you, do you think they're doing it intentionally or sometimes, because I've, I've, in local markets around here, I've had people that try to present as though they're canning it commercially, but then they're still using the two-part lids for home canning and there's never any indication that they use a commercial kitchen. And so I'm kind of wondering, like, is it ignorance or, you know, is it more like, whatever, I'm going to do what I want kind of thing? Yeah, I'm specifically uh, basing my comment on the people who openly say that I know what I'm doing and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of those. I've I've come across people like because if I see somebody on like the guy that reached out to Zach, if I see somebody, I'll reach out and say, hey, you know, there there's some things you need to know. And um, oftentimes they're really open and they'll ask. But as soon as they find out that, oh, I need to you know, do a better food handling class. That's like the big sticking point for people. Oh, I have to shell out 400 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You need to know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, oh, I figure out what's going on with the FDA site. I need to pay money <laughs> to the process authority. It's like, yeah, that's it. Yes, you do. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, and that FDA website navigation is going to take you four days on, on its, on its own. If you're it's lucky. Just, it's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Dude, I fucking hate my label company. Anyway, <laughs> the person I've been dealing with since day one quit 
or moved on, I should say, and think they're going to lose my business. Well, if you need somebody, let me know. Our guys are great. I'm not dealing with, I want to be able to physically talk to people, man. I'm not doing online shit. Like I legit pay the same amount that you do for labels. I tried to go local. And it didn't work. And I'll say it. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much of this you want left on here, but uh, Blue Label had, is who we use and out of uh, Pennsylvania, and they've been fantastic. What's the shipping like, dude? Like, I order fucking 50,000 labels at a time. That's so much money in shipping. Mm. I think it's about a little over 100 for shipping that much, which, you know, it's a, it's a little steep, but it's, it ends up being worth it. Because the, their prices are good and they do a great job. They catch things that I might have missed, things like that. They they their color correction is amazing. I just put an order with them. Oh, actually, I got to okay it, but uh, I just put an order with them today. They're fantastic. Well, I'm still so tiny that I, I was getting like sending out and having other people print my labels, but again, shipping was awful. It would take so long to get labels back, and so I finally just bought my own label printer. Which again, because I'm so small, you know, and I'm, I'm not printing fifty thousand labels. I'm printing. 100 you know well, so uh yeah, so now like, I have my own printer. like for instance has 40 cues or uh 40 skews you know i have i'll have here like whenever i get these labels i'll have 18 skews so it's not that you know i get 50,000 of one label i got multiple multiple things going on i have like 15 16 different hot sauces oh, yeah. arcs, and so when I was sending out, like, oh, I only need 150 of this. Oh, you know, I got you. It's expensive to outsource yeah. that, where I can print on my label printer at home, and the quality isn't the same, but it's instant. <laughs> it's right <laughs> And you're not you know? forced into buying 50,000 labels to have them sit exactly, around. Exactly, exactly. That I is actually, an issue we've had. I, and there's certain things that update. So in North Carolina, we our ag department encourages us to, it's called the Got to Be MC like little logo on our bottles basically like yay north carolina um, agriculture north carolina products but they've changed their design like three times in the past two years and so there was like well we really want you to use our updated you know version it's like well i still have my you know, labels i had printed before but i've got like 200 more with your old ones so they're gonna get used until they're out because i yeah. can't afford to you know keep updating with you guys but when i print a new label i i update their thing but so unknowingly i recently put my my last round of labels i put a tablespoon on the nutrition panel for uh serving size later to find out that uh you're not allowed to do that for hot sauce it has to be a teaspoon mm. which makes absolutely no sense to me but whatever hence the reason we've we've burned through a bunch of those labels not completely but i would like to get back to the one teaspoon serving size makes no sense I'm, I'm a pain. My wife, I mean, if you guys can't tell. <laughs> uh, I So I'm Ooh. a pain when it comes to labels. I will decide, oh, this needs to change. Um, and we'll have 2,000, 3,000 labels. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll change them. And we, I just account for that in our cost. I uh, One third of our cost is labels I've thrown out. Because I've come to realize that the sales of a sauce completely hang on the label in a store. Where I'm not able to sample it on a regular basis and people are walking by it and there's a thousand other things. I need somebody to stop and see ours. And so if there's one little thing in there, sometimes it's this, this used to be yellow, the behind Irish spikes. 
And as soon as I changed it to white, it made a huge difference. It pops and people notice it more. Uh, things like that, as I've honed them over the years, um, I'll get rid of a few thousand labels just or put them as backups in case we run out and just count that extra amount as cost. Just use them for the labels on the box, dude. I do so, that too. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Do you have any other questions for? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, you didn't answer her oh, no. first question, dude. Oh, that's right. Oh, what was the question again? Sorry. I'm a vet What drives you crazy in the hot sauce industry? Yeah. You know, uh, I think I talked about it a little bit earlier, but that kind of over macho, everything's a challenge, kind of that bullshit. It's just not my thing. You know, I don't care. To me, uh, making your food a challenge is the exact opposite of what I want to do. And it would be fine if it was a portion of the hot sauce industry, but it's the majority of it these days. Find myself constantly having to fight against that because it excludes the majority of the population who just want to eat a nice hot sauce and don't realize that there are a lot of nice hot sauces out there because everybody's always like, yeah, hot sauce. You know, it's like uh, it's like when somebody first goes vegan and they want everybody to be vegan. That sort of thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, everybody in the, right now in the hot sauce industry wants everybody to eat the hottest thing. And, uh, you know, 13 million Scoville, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, man. It's just... not even 13 million. It's made with 13 million Scoville, whatever. No, I, I know, yeah. Like I she know. was talking about earlier with the whole ass blaster 9,000 and the label so hot, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, that's another thing that kind of irritates me like people who use uh, extracts and say their sauce or label it to make it seem like their sauce is this hot and then people eat it it's not that hot it's a, it's eventually gonna get those people in trouble when they eat actual hot shit <laughs> i was really impressed so i watched the bobby flay episode on uh, yeah, of course um i mean he influenced our biggest sauce uh the uh unicorn blood uh, was influenced by some of his cooking. Um, and what I liked about it was that he didn't seem to like all that heat. He went through and he he would talk about the flavors and he'd go, oh, 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 oh. I mean, and he didn't take big, he didn't feel like the need to take big old giant bites and eat the whole thing. I mean, it was the exact opposite of most of the, the interviews uh, that you see on there. And I thought it was fantastic to see him just not buy into the whole thing and still enjoy the the ride and he was very polite and he handled it very well uh, i think it was my all-time favorite episode because i thought the way he handled it was really good i understand the show and i love i think sean evans does a great job of interviewing job. just fucking great and i like that the hot wings breaks down their media training so that they are losing it by the end. But overall, what it does for our industry, I'm not real happy with. My my biggest pet peeve with hot ones is that they'll have them try, you know, four or five, six legitimate sauces, and then they bring out the bomb, <laughs> which is just pain. And it's and then they go back to regular sauces, and you're like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, I guess it's to get them, you know, like you said get rid of the media training because it really like just is instant pain but that's to me it's just dumb like it's and and to add like i was looking into like hey if they actually wanted to use one of my sauces for their um their you know monthly box or whatever they don't accept any sauces with extracts <laughs> for their box so i told you so they're going to use you know this awful to bomb thing and then for the stuff they're actually selling they don't ex accept any sauce track it's like well i don't know i feel like you could still get a good burn out of people with all natural sauces um but 
that's just that's just me. Yeah. Uh, well, and they uh, we use xanthan gum. They don't accept xanthan gum xanthan either, gum. and I don't understand that. That makes that's no sense to me. They they don't accept the extracts, but the bomb has extracts in it. As a matter of fact, yeah. That, so when you get the set or you get the subscription box that has the bomb, they don't send the extract sauce. They have the bomb evolution, which comes in a five ounce bottle, and there's no extract. Really? Yeah. That's cheating. Yeah. They're not, they're not getting the show. That's that's really interesting. The thing that I think is really strange is the celebrities who go on there who have zero heat tolerance and. It's like, did your publicist sign you up for this and you had no idea what was happening? Like, how in the world would would you get yourself booked on this show if you can't eat anything spicy? So, I mean, I have no doubt that they water those down, too. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. For for like, what, what, wasn't Taylor Swift on there at one point or something? I mean, come on. And then DJ Khalid, like, after three sauces, he was out, but... Oh yeah, that was, was early on. No, it wasn't season. I don't know. Someone quit on on our season. Oh, did they? Oh yeah, some rapper didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, no. DJ Khalid was really early, and he did not do himself any favors on that. He was not happy. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So uh, the bomb evolution is what people get in the ten pack when they order it. And it's red hot chili peppers, water, vinegar, salt, spices, minced garlic, cane sugar, garlic powder, olive oil, onion powder, lemon juice, cilantro, and mint. Got it. So it's because Heatnist sponsors the show, but they are not the show. So that's why they have Da Bomb Beyond Insanity on the show, but not with Well, no, they're partnered with the people who do hot ones. And what their job is, is to sell all the hot one sauces. Yeah. But they don't say, they don't have Da Bomb Insanity in their packs because they don't do extracts. But Da Bomb yeah. Insanity has extracts. It's, yeah, it's, one, it's nothing but extract. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, habanero extract and some vinegar and some spices that you can't taste there's some orange juice in there is there yeah (laughs) i don't know i never had it i have no desire it's an awful sauce have you had it no god no yeah i had it once it was just awful i was it the beyond insanity yeah it was really really fucking hot i mean it made me i've had oh you know I, i i had the very first run of last dab i've had a lot of really hot sauces um and that was you know just much hotter than the other ones it was ridiculous okay so here we go the bomb beyond insanity is habaneros i assume that's some sort of habanero mash because of there's habanero and salt and then you got chipotle puree water orange juice concentrate natural pepper flavoring <laughs> no idea what that is Tomato paste, potassium sorbate, and sodium benzoate. Well, and I know on that's interesting because I it said extracts on mine, and when Bobby Flay read it on there, he he read extract on uh, he because he read the ingredients. I was impressed because not a lot of people don't do that. He just called it out. It was awesome in the nicest way possible too. So I I think this was great, Julie. Yeah, it's been really nice to. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you're glad you're not white girl hungover. No. <laughs> that was the best uh, that made my day yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It, it really did. I was kind of grumpy because I woke up from a nap to a message about like I'm an idiot. We're not going to do it today. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I got this shit to do tomorrow, so I can't do it tomorrow. And then you sent me the like, my husband got me white girl drunk, and that just fucking made my day right there. <laughs> I got the most jubilant 
jubilant email for or a message from Zach after that, and it was great. <laughs> I think we have a little delay because I start to talk and then I see you talking. I feel really bad, so I apologize both of you if I talked over you. I think we've just got some delays in there. I think uh, I'm just kind of mostly used to it at this point. Uh, I have to like force my way in to get a uh, get my words in, but it's fun. It's that showman thing, and also um, I am very ADHD, and if I don't often say things right away they slip my mind and so sometimes i, I just blurt but i have the same problem so it's like, <laughs> uh, if i don't say it i will 1000 percent forget about it until later on in the episode and then i'll start spitting some random shit <laughs> which i love by the way right in the <laughs> middle of something you'll go off in another direction and it's awesome to me i really love that so but i do get it i, I it's just one of those things so well, julie Oh, go ahead. Um, this is up until now. This is how uh, I've recorded episodes because I hate the way my teeth look. So today, since I'm getting them ripped out, I figured I'll not hide behind my microphone. So feel feel special. You get the before of the before and after, and I'm really excited about this. So, well, I, I right. wish you were with um all all of that because I can't even imagine <laughs> going through all of that at one time. But so I hope it comes out well. Yeah, it should be fine. So when I was 16, I had facial reconstructive surgery and I got like four metal plates and 32 screws in my face. This will be nothing. They legit like cut my gum, peeled my face back, broke my jaw, stuck it back in my head, straightened out my nose. Yeah. Pulling some teeth ain't gonna ain't gonna bother me. Wow. Well still I wish you the best of luck and well thank you. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so right. much, Julie. I hope you have a wonderful day. And you know, this has been a great way to start the week. Yeah, this was a fun conversation, guys. Thanks, thanks for being a guest. Take care now. Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers, was brought to you by Irish Spikes Unique Hot Sauces, High Desert Sauce Co., and Vandal Pepper Sauces. This is a Spike Mine Media Production.